and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Evening, folks. You're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am your host, Nathan Fisher. Before we look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship, we have a message for Roman Reigns. Roman was diagnosed with leukemia on this week's Monday Night Raw. Know that you've heard on behalf of ESSR, we'd like to send our full support to Roman. We hope you beat this disease soon, we hope you get back soon, and we wish you a full recovery and kick cancer's ass. So, yeah, you're th- listening to Eat Sleep Super X Retweet, and as you heard earlier, we are taking a look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship. And so, before we get to the show, I have a plethora of hardcore icons to discuss the show with me. So let's get him introduced. Our first panelist is a man of many nicknames, but today he is just an ass man. (laughs) (laughs) For one night only, he is checking out the Smackdown Hotel and he's descending into hardcore country. It's Ross McLeod. The nicest intro. Are you listening to that, Stephen? That's that's the nice intro you give someone of my standing. The best interviewer. Yes, that is plenty. (laughs) The work is mentioned in the show. We're very pleased to hear. Uh, however, while The Rock will be mentioned tonight, Becky Lynch won't be, which will really disappoint <laughs> our next panellist. He's the founder, owner, CEO, and main host for ESSR. He is the Bells Hill Barrage, sorry, the Bells Hill Barrage, <laughs> Mr. Stephen Wilson. <laughs> Again, another nice intro. You take note of that. <laughs> no, the, the, there is those pictures of Becky Lynch dressed as Tommy Dreamer. That is hardcore. <laughs> I'll take that, but no, Why good to be on the show. I'm not, I'm not surprised you know that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Google history? <laughs> delete, your delete. <laughs> I want to see people cosplay as Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> if I it got sent to me, strangely. How <laughs> both you guys doing? Good. Good, man. Actually, good, thank you. Learned that the guy next to me has got a fetish for Joey <laughs> Fatone lookalikes, but other that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, one McLeod brother has to be Billy Gunn, that unfortunately means the other has to be Bart. <laughs> Our next panelist is one half of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast, but he's one of our own too. It's Scott McLeod, how are you? Thank you, and you're already doing a better job than Stevie or Dave <laughs> for thankfully mentioning that podcast where we put this podcast Don't over. Don't me week. with Dave. Why would you do that to anybody? You do it to me every week, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an arsehole. But, uh, thank you, that is much appreciated, Nathan, and I'm looking around wondering where these hacker icons are because I can't fucking see any. <laughs> You gave me a good intro when I was back on the Brock Lesnar show, so I thought I'd Thank you. turn a favour. When our next panelist said he was on the hardcore title show, he said he was going to turn up with a bin to smack off someone's head. <laughs> no sign of a bin just yet, but this is ESSR, where anything can happen. He's the leader of the What Would Strack Do movement. Stephen Strachan, aka Strack. Alright man, how you doing? Very well yourself. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could find a bin somewhere around <laughs> here. First time we've met actually today, we'll, we'll show off historic moments here, ESSR, one of them. I was going to say, I've, I've seen you in the group chat, but I've never actually met you, so it's nice to meet you. And you've got, you've got one of the voices, it's like, see if you say Aberdeen 1, hearts nothing, you can totally get away with it. <laughs> Nathan, when we're doing the classifiers at the end of the next oh, show. Ross County 4. Celtic 4, we're 4 for still. Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Cola Cup final 1994, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> last but not least, you just heard them there, it's uh, Montel Wintavis Porter of Excited to Producing, Mr. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one actually, I'll shake your hand for that one. Don't now. shake his hand, you don't know what it's been. I'll shut up, 
Yeah, that's your cure had last week. That's what it's been. And I've had, and I've had the flu for the past week. <laughs> oh. Diseased. How's it going, you? Not bad yourself. Very well. Very well. We're being nice to each other. I know. I know. It's, no, it's I'm sorry. I'm being nice to you. I should change that too. <laughs> well, after last week's Wilson's roast to everybody, <laughs> I was proud of him. Well done, son. <laughs> If you are on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Leave us a review, give us five stars, six, seven. Or if you're better than Melts and actually like women, give us eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we go on to the uh, WWE Hardcore title, I just want to ask the panel do you have any memories of the hardcore style of wrestling before the title was introduced? I remember uh, Abdullah the Butcher bleeding quite a lot. A guy who bleed bleed well like a lamb. Just anything he bleed for. I know. Bleed for bleed for justice. <laughs> <laughs> bleed for food, I don't know. The style itself actually originated in the mid twentieth century in North America from the brawling style of wrestling, synonymous with southern territories such as Texas and Oklahoma. It was in Texas where the aforementioned Texas Deathmatch was introduced and Oklahoma introduced a barbed wire cage. Fun fact, do you know one of the tag teams that was involved in that barbed wire cage match? Nobody guess. The, the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers? The Bushwhackers, yeah. bushwhackers yeah. hardcore. They say you got that, next time somebody says, why are the Bushwhackers in the Hall of Fame? That's what you yeah. say, they're mm-hmm. hardcore innovators. <laughs> Later on in the 20th century, it was introduced in Japan, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. FMW in the States it was brought to more common recognition before, well in the 90s, by Paul Heyman. Uh, ECW is one of the, oh yeah, I'm guessing most people were introduced to this style, yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've seen Frontier Martial Arts stuff, mm-hmm. it is insane. A lot of it, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mick Foley going over there, and it's how he sort of made his name. But the ECW stuff, some of the stuff they get away with, you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, FMW had barbed wire ropes, explosion C4, you know, creating a new deathmatch style. I mean, barbed wire ropes, C4 explosions, just like a night out in Kirkcaldy. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman brings it to a uh, North American audience. But it was in 1998, on the 2nd of November, Monday Night Raw episode, to be precise, with a hardcore title, and the WWE was introduced to Mick Foley, awarded by Mr. McMahon. Do you know or have you heard a rumour about how the title was supposedly going to be introduced? I, I think so. Go for it, Scott. I think this was a Bradshaw idea about wanting a, t- a division simply for the big guys, for the kind of the brawlers, mm-hmm. which apparently Vince Russo heard misconstrued terribly <laughs> and turned it into the brawl for all. Pure <laughs> highlight for my Game State Park gun, but. <laughs> I'm winning it, not the yes. reward, not a reward for winning it. <laughs> there was no reward for. I got knocked out by Barbie. <laughs> and one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history. <laughs> How did that feel, Scott? Still not recovered. Got your WrestleMania <laughs> in the moment. But yeah, like you said, there's more looser rules, hard hitting, old school brawling style that I mentioned earlier. Do you think this was the correct way to award the title by awarding it to Mick Foley, or do you think Bradshaw's idea is better just didn't open up to the panel? The Bradshaw idea is was a good idea. It's actually the first time I've heard it. Although it is classic Vince Russo, I think we should go back to brawling. Brawling, hand that man a bin, throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think obviously you see, if we mentioned frontier martial arts wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at them, some of the stuff Mick Foley yeah. did, I think it was the very it was the perfect person to give that title to. 
Yeah, I'm just going to say it's. I think we all agree that Foley's probably a good choice for the first champion, yeah, given yeah. Uh, what you said. They're involved in similar style matches like Sen Japan, as well as WCW and ECW, and of course the infamous King of the Death match uh, in Japan with Terry Funk. Do you think the title though, the thing was initially taken seriously at first, or do you think it was just a comedy prop to further feud with Vince Knight from Ustrak? What do you think? About I that? think obviously before the hardcore title came in, I think giving it to Mick Foley. Probably they gave it a bit of legitimacy because obviously had matches like a WrestleMania with the, the dumpster match and you've had boiler room matches, so he's per person put it on. And I think the man I thought he could okay it because the matches that he'd done for that were so good. He would have took it at least mid card, maybe no main event, but he could have, he could have, he could have put a decent backing behind it. That's probably why they gave it to him. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it, it was also sort of a prop as well because this was when the WWF title was vacated before right, yeah. The Rock became the corporate champion mm-hmm. and at, at this time Mick Foley was like calling Vince dad and Vince was taking him under his wing and all that and I think this was sort of like that if we can't have a world champion just now we'll, we'll bring another title in and you know we'll give it to Mick and you know he'll he'll treat it right and then obviously they done the, the double turn. See, see on that thing about uh, Foley calling Vince dad, I mean, it followed them in SummerSlam 98, which I watched again recently, where Vince convinced them to face uh, the Outlaws himself in a no disqualification match. I mean, what kind of dad does that? To tough do? love. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough love. Just walks about and just hands on these random things. I think that's when the baking tray first came in, because Vince just hands him a baking tray going, take this and use it. <laughs> we, looked at, we talked about the brawling thing, division, brawler division, kind of what Bradshaw had in mind. It kind of reminds me closer to what Progress have now with their Atlas division, which is the big lads, yeah. like over 25, the big lads. And like, I think Foley, like for fans reading about this time in 98, if you were one of the like, few fans that read, read like newsletters and weren't on the internet and you knew Foley's background, mm. then to you, he was a rightful champion. But even if, if you just watched WWE, this was him coming fresh off the Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker where he went off the cell. So I think whether you're a hardcore fan or more a casual fan, I think McFoley for most people would be a rightful mm. first champion. Yeah, well, Mick Foley had he'd been involved in uh, WWE title matches uh, before being awarded the hardcore title. The title eventually became known for rejuvenating a lot of lower card guys. Uh, the thing was part of like, Vince Russo will be here about his booking philosophy where everyone has a place in the card, everyone's a storyline, the thing was more a stretch into that. Mm-hmm. that to I think, see, to be honest, see, obviously you talk about Vince, uh, Vince Russo's philosophy back then. I think now is the perfect time for a hardcore title mm-hmm. when there is so many and there's so many like there's NXT and 205 Live mm-hmm. and NXT UK <clears throat> it's so it, it's 24 7 so like it, it's the perfect time for it to come back you know what I mean it's like <laughs> on the network hold on I thought we got to that oh, uh, later on the show no, sorry <laughs> um, like what you said there though there's guys like Big Boss Man Bob Holly Al Snow but like early beneficiaries of this new uh, big and philosophy of the division I mean, they were languishing before, but boy, Thurman's sparky plug. Oh, Jesus Christ. Huh, I mean, a, a multiple time tag team champion, I'll let you know. That man helps rejuvenate the yep. one, two, three kids. <laughs> Bob Holly is. Oh, if The Rock and Stone Cold are the standard bearers of charisma, 
Bob Holly's at the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> My God. Yeah, but he. But you're looking about in 1999. He was really. He was synonymous with that belt. He had all the, the oh, matches. Yeah. Uh, was it him that faced uh, Al Snow in the swamp? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Grabbed uh, him in the fence. Did you know? I, 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 the boss, the boss man, <laughs> uh, handcuffed him to the fence. I mm-hmm. think that was it, fully loaded or something as well. Uh, the or summer slam. The hardcore Holly one was St. Valentine's Day massacre. So I was, I was yeah. about to say, although we, we I slagged her, he's on it. I slagged hardcore Holly there. <laughs> uh, they did make the you know when he won the hardcore title, it was a big deal because mm-hmm. like he's not Sparky Plug anymore. He's yeah, you know right, yeah. he is hardcore and he's got the belt to prove it. Uh, and plus, it goes to show how much that worked because. Most people remember Hardcore Holler up more than mm-hmm. Sparkplug. Mm-hmm. Most of that is down to work he did with the Hardcore title. Yeah, I mean, it saved his career. So I can argue with that. Um, well, Bossman, Holly and Snowball, like I say, early beneficiaries. The first major feud over the title was arguably between Bossman and Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Strat, you mentioned this in the group chat. Kennel from Hell. <laughs> oh, I think I actually get brought up. <laughs> no, it was... I think in theory, somebody caught with the idea and went, we could have two cages and we could have just wild guard dogs running around it. I think we kind of crumbled it was the fact that they brought in the trainers who kept falling out of the dogs. <laughs> the dogs peed out of the cage many <laughs> times. And even when it was uh, boss man stuck her, uh, Al Snow's horn at the cage, it went yeah. bite it and the dogs walked up and sniffed his horn. <laughs> well, this has just torpedoed this match. <laughs> That's that's one of those matches like that's a it's like something for the raid. It's a cool movie stimulation, mm. but it would never work real because you know human rights and workers' rights and all that. You can't you you couldn't and animal rights as well. You couldn't get wild ravenous dogs to run out mm. the cage, and then obviously to get these dogs, they had to like Shrek says have the trainers who kept who looked like the least hardcore people imaginable. <laughs> these were lovely people giving up their Sunday evening to volunteer uh, so dogs. You know it's probably an idea Vince Russo want, so badly wanted this kind of match mm-hmm. and they asked him, how are we going to get here? And he was like, uh, kill a dog. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, can't, you can't fault the commitment of both Bossman and Al Snow. I love that at the end of it when Bossman kind of hangs yeah. off the cell and just kind of throws himself through the door just because he does not want to get bitten by these dogs. It's just like you can't fault the commitment, but no, though. It was a, it's a flop. It's the, the commentators try to hype up. It's all oh, the dogs yeah. are angry, and it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> I could literally walk in right now, slap one of them in the nose, and it just lied down and wanted to belly rubbed. There's and, nothing. And we'll talk about the angle that led into this and how mm-hmm. bizarre that was, and this match itself. It really, like, it don't do. They really need the hardcore title because people keep forgetting. Oh, I, this was for a title. That's what I was going to ask. Like, would that have been as good with no title on the line, or do you think? Well, I think the title's after- already an afterthought in this feud yeah. anyway. I think the title did give you know motive to the fact that someone murdered a dog. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the title is kind of needed, otherwise it's just like Bossman <laughs> likes killing dogs. <laughs> Bossman had a rough t- uh, 1999. Right, yeah, rough. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he, had t- he had a mixed one in 1999, he killed a dog, he... <laughs> Carted about a coffin, you know. It, it, it was a bad man. Yeah, it was year, no yeah. WrestleMania as well. He got hung. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Right. Wow. What, a, what a year he had. It you know. Was that symbolic? <laughs> 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 I mean, the, what I remember came from it was it's a shot where when it just cuts the dogs entering, mm-hmm. and it just immediately pisses on the floor. That's <laughs> really does that. You just see a lawler just. Personally laughing, that's what I remember from it. One of the dogs tries to hunt one of the other dogs as well mid mid match. Yeah, it's like they're barking at each other. The dogs are barking at each other, one actually barking at Bossman and Snow. But yeah, memorable. 
That's all. For the wrong just reasons, glaze yeah. over that match. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, going into the year 2000, I think this is what you've all been mm-hmm. waiting to talk about. The title goes 24-7. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> when Crash Ollie becomes champion, uh-huh. beating Test. And I was smacked down the 24th of test? February. Big Test, yeah. Test was a hardcore champion. Some of the hardcore champions originally are, like, you look at them and go, really? Like, t- see, that's, that's a good thing about the attitude era. Look at Test. Test is a, an intercontinental US, mm. European, and tag team and hardcore he was champion. A, he was a staple of the invasion. Yeah. He held like, nearly every belt during that, that invasion. And people forget he's a champion, and they also forget he was utter shite. <laughs> Almost mad, Steph McMahon. Of course. <sighs> Escaped that one, lucky him. <laughs> but to be fair, in WWE, talent, how much they like to push you, doesn't go hand in hand. That, I think that was sort of like, listen, we kind of prefer this Triple H fella because you know, he can <laughs> talk and wrestle. So um, we'll give you a couple of belts every now and then. But you, we'll let you follow Trish Stratus about for a year. Face undertaking it with some slam. Let's do a test show, lads. Let's do a test show. We're not going to talk about test it. Not much anymore, thankfully. It's all about Crash Holly just now. Uh, probably become champion. He had been teaming with his cousin Hardcore, who he mentioned earlier. Fun fact about Crash Holly, I think you might know Stephen since you listened to this guy's podcast. Connor Bruce Pritchard, Crash was originally, originally considered, sorry, for the Super Astro show because he was that small, five foot six. Uh, it was also a fun fact that Hardcore did not like him. Yeah, did not like him at all. He did not like him. Possibly because Crash well, actually believed he weighed 400 pounds. Uh, but I mean, the Crash started off as a heel, but I mean, from his mannerisms, uh, he's quite popular as a face. Uh, I don't think anyone could really, could be anyone else could really pull this 24 7 year off. No, he was, no, he was brilliant. Uh, the best thing about Crash, though, I always thought was uh, Gerald Lawler on commentary. He used to always yell, Elroy! Elroy! No, he is, he is, like, there was a. Uh, there was comparisons to like if they ever, I'm just touching this briefly, if they ever did bring back the Harkle title, James Ellsworth would be the perfect sort oh, of yeah, person. That's yeah. a good show, yeah. And like Crash Holly at the time, you know, in the era of the big man and the, the jacked up superhero, the guy that it looks like the normal guy walking down the street and it was five foot six is the absolute perfect guy. But like, I'll defend my title against anyone. Oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> it's just the fact that every, like, you watch the match, you get absolutely obliterated. Oh, almost yeah. every match and then one that's the people who loved mm-hmm. they just get beasted <laughs> and then it's like and still hardcore champion and like and that's how who's uh, Jerry Lawler called uh, Jerry JR called him the, the Houdini of hardcore yeah, yeah. that's right yeah because he would get out of any situation uh, as we'll probably talk about that? a wee bit it's like every single thing it's like oh he's got even when he wasn't even involved in the match it's like oh there's Crash that's what uh, I said about the, the backlash was it 1999-2000 2000, <laughs> Although lower card wrestlers challenging for a title, I mean, we saw Mean Street Posse, mm-hmm. the headbangers wouldn't do anything at this point, and just came into some very funny situations. I mean, Mean Street Posse against Crash in the hotel room. <laughs> remember that one? Oh, that's, that's why I think this is so fondly remembered because there were so many funny memories. Mm-hmm. You can hardly you can be here all day talking about them like that. 
and like picking a fight with the APA and pouring a beer over Bradshaw <laughs> and runs to him and yelling, be careful Bradshaw, he's just a boy. He's just a boy. <laughs> I see you got it in my notes as well, but it's good. See, I think, I think this was the point, I think, the Mean Street Posse did their best work mm. on the main roster because yeah. they three went <laughs> everywhere. I mean, I've never seen, they made that title so prestigious just by the fact that they would go to airports, they would go to Blooming hotel rooms, they wanted that hardcore title and they never won, won it. Purely because they were pish, but that's not the point. But, but as I say, it's, it's so, so many things that set up at the same time. I mean, there's so many comedy stuff. We go into like, the hotel room, we get the bounty castle. <laughs> what was the WrestleMania where he ran into a door? That was in 18. That was WrestleMania 18. Pinned and then ran into a door, and then Christian pinned her, and then bailed, and you're like, so who's got it now? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was something like, see, when I first started watching uh, WWF, it was around about. Uh, July or August 2000, and I had no idea. Like, what? Wait, hold on a minute. The guy with the gold paint was fighting the guy that loves a mop, and the guy with a foam head walked in and hit him with a bin. So, how is he champion? Like, <laughs> what just went on there? Sitting watching WWE title matches with Kane and Triple H gone, when can Stone Cold come in and win? <laughs> if anybody can do it, yeah. Stone Cold can do it. It's, it's weird how much effort these guys went into for what is essentially a comedy mid card belt. Well, that's what I was about to ask is it purely a comedy division? Yeah. Well, like, it's, where is a mid-card belt? How, who would you have? Like, why aren't you putting this much effort in being world champion if you're so focused on this? Because like, most of them think, were never good enough at that point in time to be the right, world well, champion. Think, they were always seen as that mid-card level. I mean, you had, like, the, the top of the headbangers, you had Taz, you know, all these guys who you thought, you maybe seen their, their ceiling being the Intercontinental, but it was just... For a lot of these guys, I think, they took it as, it's the Attitude Era, the roster's stacked. Mm-hmm. You're not going to... Get that. This is your chance to get regular TV time and run with it. And I think the majority of them was Crash, especially took it yeah. and just oh, yeah, took it by the, yeah. the hand. It's one of the ones as well. We talked about Vince Russo's philosophy of the everyone has to have a yeah. story. This meant, like, put it this way: if the, if it wasn't for the hardcore division, would you remember the Mean Street Posse all that much? Nope. Would you remember the headbangers all that much? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like it's given them memorable moments. It gave them longevity, and it meant when. They were brought onto TV to do something. You're like, oh, that's them. That's the Main Street Posse, or oh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you brought Mike Canellas back on, he's up back on 205 Live just now. But like, if you showed up and Ron SmackDown just now, some people would be like, he's still here. Mm-hmm. So whereas like, sorry, whereas like Head Buyers and uh, Main Street weren't getting regular TV time, like on the actual show itself, they were doing these pre-tape things, so they were a constant presence. It was one of the things like it seemed like anybody at any time could be Hogger Champion, like. Case in point, the Stooges, they were just yeah. like mm-hmm. in backstage with his man, and suddenly Joe Briscoe's pinning crashed in his sleep. <laughs> I think it depends, same with the title being a comedy title, I think it depended who held it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what made it so exciting. Is if like, Crash held it, you knew it was going to be funny. Mm-hmm. If Rhino held it, you knew it was going to be brutal. If, like, it depended who, who, that was the good thing about it. You could literally change the mood of who you put it on. Because yeah. if it's, it's not a complete. Like if Crash had it, it's a comedy title, then you get to Bradshaw, it's still a comedy title. Mm-hmm. If you get to Bradshaw, you're like, oh, somebody's going to get hurt every week. <laughs> it's, it, it, it put a total different tone on whoever held it. Case in point, Rob Van Dam main evented a pay-per-view. Didn't defend, he wasn't defending the title at the time, but he was in a triple threat match for the World Championship as Hardcore mm-hmm. Champion. Bossman was Hardcore Champion fighting Big Show for the World Championship. So it's like, like Strack says, it depends on who held it. It elevated 
everybody, but in different ways. Yeah, few, few belts that went from serious to not serious mm. and then serious again in such a short amount of time as the hardcore title. Yeah. Was the was the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2000? Mm. I'm sure that was one of the most high profile matches. Yeah, just, going about, just about to get onto it, was that, you think, the peak of this like, division as a co division at this time? Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Well, <laughs> that is my favourite picture of that. I got panned, but I loved it. Can I, can <laughs> so I, right, I always, I mentioned Billy Gunn because of the Billy Gunn facts on Twitter, right? You know, my other guilty pleasure wrestler is Viscera. Oh, nice. And really? that, that, is his old, that is like his only title reign as the Viscera character. Mm. And it's so upsetting because you're like, obviously, you look back now and he was horrendous, but at the time, it's like, it's this big. Massive guy with like a blonde mohawk and white eyes. You're like, this guy's freaky. He's got to do some damage. During the match, I think he actually held it for, well, going by 15 minutes, quite a long time. It was like I, I think he seven held, minutes or something. I think he held it for about seven and a half minutes because the point out. The reason for that. <laughs> the point out, like, and that is, like, Strack talked about the other match where uh, Crash got beat down and couldn't. They couldn't get him off the deck. They couldn't get Viscera on the deck. <laughs> You'd poor Kai and Ty hitting him with like. Kendo sticks you the Mean mm-hmm. Street Posse had my baking trays and letterboxes and all that. <laughs> because, because of the 24-7 thing, like, I know it wasn't always 24-7, but mm. we look at reigns with the Hardcore Tail that only look like a couple of weeks. With most tails, that would be nothing, but because the Hardcore Tail changed hands so frequently, if you hold it for two weeks, by comparison, it's like Pete Dunne's reign with the UK title. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's been technically so long with the belt. I was trying to remember without watching that match. I was trying to remember briefly who was in that match. I just you say some of the names in it were like, it was... We obviously had the posse. Funaki. Funaki. Taz had that a few times in that match mm-hmm. as well. I think he was one of the last ones to actually have the belt. And that one, obviously, you had the two Hollies. I mean, I think I'm right in saying that the finish was botched it was, as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't, Hardcore wasn't actually meant to end with the title. Yes, Crash was meant to kick out, which we did kick out. But if you see, if you watch it back, Tim White doesn't count to three. The bell rings anyway. And then Howard Finkel's like, the new champion. Hardcore, I think it was a second off because it was maybe he gets the two and the time limit expires, but they were a second or so off, so Tim White didn't know yeah. what to do. I, I think, think it might have counted three. But I see the thing as well, but the matches were entertaining as well because mm. you had, like, see the one for Backlash, you had, the rest, you had a, a time limit match, and literally, and it was about a nightmare obviously for trying to plan a match, but you, you could literally just, the title could, but like, it wasn't one pinfall, it was basically when this time runs out, that's who's champion. Mm-hmm. So you'd see the one person make the pin, and then the that person just had a bullseye on them. And do you know something? The best. CWE Smackdown Know Your Role I think it was Know Your Role Smackdown 2 Aye Yeah yeah That had that match Aye. in it where you could have <laughs> yeah. six guys and you literally just kept going and pinning it and it was such an entertaining match and I'm like draw something this is why the hardcore title is immense Yeah that backlash match is very overlooked I think I think it's really good as well The 24-7 rule uh, continues on the summer when it's suspended during Shaman Mandarin with the title. <laughs> oh, jeez. A feud with Steve, Steve Blackman uh, went on during this time. Mick Foley, who was commissioner at the time, suspended it to ensure that Shane defended the belt against Blackman at SummerSlam. We had, of course, the memorable spot at the top of the stage. He's a nut job, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, was a, that is so... I did such a... Do you think this was for the best? Do you think it began to legitimise the title somewhat, especially with Sonny Blackman? His champion are skilled. He was amazing as champion. It's, again, comes back to Strack's point. It depends on who is who is champion. Because, and obviously it was a comedy prop for Shane McMahon and it 
as again, like, would you remember Steve Blackman all that much if there wasn't mm. a hardcore division? Is he not with head cheese at this point? Is this before head cheese? No, it's after head cheese. After the. Talk about legitimising her. I mean, there's, there's people like, well, you know, American Alpha and primetime players and crime time split, you know, a lot of those guys flounder. <laughs> when the memorable team of head cheese split, then. Steve Blackman just got back in the saddle. Right, well, after Hedges, but before he's even worse team with Grandmaster Sexy that was on heat for Mania 17. <laughs> oh, like, losing to X Factor of all people. Oh, I can't another, believe you remember hundred. that, man. Don't mention X Factor. That's it. <laughs> You're talking about the, arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and that's the match that stands out no, in your that, head. That that's the dark match. No, I'm, I'm saying like how low things would go for Steve Blackman after winning the hardcore title, how much lower well, things had, they had the greatest match of SummerSlam 1999, that <laughs> Lions Den match, which oh, nobody had a clue how that was ending, it was just like, oh it's done, well, Shamrock's so, beaten. Something uh, we've kind of glossed over, because I just heard the, the 1999, and on the year he won King of the Ring, he was also hardcore champion, Billy Gunn. Oh, the greatest oh. hardcore champion. Oh. Another another man that elevated the gold. Does anybody remember this? Speaking about Billy Gunn, because obviously remember the title jump between him and Road Dogg? Yeah, they were still tag teaming, but the title yes. kept passing through yeah. No, it was, was it no, a tag team title. Was it no, the... I know they were Road Dog was going for the hardcore title and Billy Gunn was going for the IC title <laughs> and then we're like two weeks to the go they just went oh see these storylines aye aye fuck them you're going for that you're going for that oh, oh, that's not, not a great one was was it I can't remember was it SummerSlam 99 or Fully Loaded I can't remember but it was Al Snow's won the hardcore title and Road Dog just walked about that's what I was going to ask what, what, what was that because I was trying to find it to do the network he just walks about with a microphone he just walks about with a microphone going and Al Snow has got him on the pool table because <laughs> JR's like that is Road Dog going to commentate this and JLR's like that we're getting colour commentary and Road Dog's walking about with a mic and he gets into a bar <laughs> and he hits him with a pool ball and he takes the guys like, yes summer he takes, summer a, he takes a, a, a wheelchair off him he's like oh the boy's hobbled <laughs> I was like oh, wow Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-Was-
we so just talked far, about. I, I mean, on the spot, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this was the time I was watching in and out of wrestling and kind of thing. And, um, the, such as the person I am, yes, I like The Rock, yes, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin and the whole DX thing, but the whole hardcore, because I love comedy wrestling, especially Crash Held it, getting chased all over the gaff, I loved it. Anyone else got any thoughts for a break? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. We'll get radio time if I'll go. <laughs> no, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I think it is <laughs> Crash Holly is should be in the Hall of Fame. I think because mm-hmm. he's the man that single-handedly made that title. Because can we start that campaign? Yeah, Crash yeah, Holly yeah, for the Hall of Fame. Considering how many people from the attitude era who are essentially mid card and that was what the attitude are known for. Mid carders being more over than any other era. They're doing like the likes of the Godfather and Rikishi. Let's just the fact that they're in it. Why can't we put Crash in it? Who dis Rikishi? Godfather's Hole won the title. I just I forgot all about that. <laughs> Godfather's Hole won the title during the Attitude Era. That's right, yeah. On the week of Evolution, we celebrate women's wrestling. The Godfather's Hole wins the hardcore title. I should not credited as Godfather's Hole yeah. on online yeah, history. Was it not? God, Godfather's Hole number 25,652. <laughs> Did it not turn out to be she was a, an enhancement talent and she got signed years later? But I think it's meant to be Victoria. At least. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Victoria says something different. I, I think uh, that's the rumour anyway. That, yeah. Yeah, Terry Reynolds won the bell at one point. She mm. maybe interviewing whoever the champion was and she just smacked him over the head with something and pinned him. Unprofessionalism at its highest. But yeah, because the show anyone could win hardcore title but some people here need to win the ESSR title first <laughs> uh, and with that being said we will cut to a short break and hope you enjoy highlights of Crash Ollie being chased around Funhouse USA Hi this is James Ellsworth Duh. and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Well King earlier today Mr. 24-7 Crash Holly was forced to defend his hardcore title in another obscure location Funtime USA What was Crash doing at Funtime USA? This is the place. Hey, one time USA. Masha this Thrasher. Crash is playing laser tag. Now Crash is just hanging out in the arcade. And I'll bring him down here and then we'll get him down here. Stay with me, You just count. Can you count the three? You find him and I will count. Referee Earl Hebner, remember Crash's stipulation. He defend the title 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as long as there was a referee around. I can't believe Crash has lasted this long, putting himself under those kind of those kind of stipulations. Well, the Posse was there game any time. Posse was obsessed with the hardcore title, and now the headbangers seem that way. This is at Fun Time USA. And Bob is attacking Crash Holly. Trying to lure Crash into going downstairs, and the hardcore title's on the line. This is dangerous. Well, here's a cover. Batman, I don't have a referee. Well, King Mosh told the referee to stay downstairs, didn't he? Mosh went for the cover, but there wasn't a referee around, and Crash Holly. Hey, hey, look at this. He's like a little Pac-Man going through it. And Mosh in pursuit on the slide as well. Thrasher, ambushing Crash. That did it. With that trash container. Whoa. Cover. There's two. What are you doing? Well, Crash. Oh, Mosh. Well, Mosh didn't like the fact that Thrasher went for the cover. This is, this is Shades of the Posse. Yeah, it is. The headbangers can't decide who wants to be the champion. Oh, the double team. I rang his bell. They're not kidding. Oh, man. 
The Headbangers whooping up on Crash. We got belts everywhere. Hardcore titles on the line. I don't think any of those little kids are going to come to his aid either. Well, Crash said he'd defend the title anywhere, anytime, any place. Oh. oh, no, no. Wait a minute, Moss going for the cover. I'm trying to win the stupid belt. What do you think I'm doing? Let's work together. Let's beat him up right there. Can you imagine a bunch of kids at a bar mitzvah witnessing this? Crash Holly! Where are you going? Trying to hide in fun time. Here he goes again. <laughs> 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 It's like the key. You go in first. Right in the balls. Don't get the ball. I'll tell you something, the posse has nothing on these guys. It's like the Keystone Cops. Cut him off. I'll go around this way. We'll block him in there. Okay. That's the way to go. We'll get him in the ball. We'll get him in the ball. All right. I'll meet you in the ball. Well, the strategy was to get Crash in the balls, and Crash, I think, oh, ambushed the headbangers. <laughs> Crash with a clothesline off the monkey bars. Go Elroy! Go Elroy! Look at this! Uh oh! Oh, what a hurricane hot up by Crash! He got away! And Crash Holly! He's escaping again, King, with the hardcore title! The legend of Crash Holly is growing! Where's he Hey, where'd he go? Hey, this is professional wrestler Cole Cabana, and I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling, and now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've sleeped, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. That was Crash Ollie being chased around Funhouse USA. And before you go on to the rest of the show, we have some listener feedback. It's going to be read by Kwaku. Yes, thank you, Nathan. So, first one off, Chris Horrock says, uh, it being given to mankind the birth of the genesis of the title, mm-hmm. Uh, then we go on to at Dench Kirkby on Twitter. The 24-7 rule, Crash Holly not even being able to sleep in his hotel room without being attacked. <laughs> so obviously referring to General Briscoe. Uh, Mark uh, Cardigan, he says there was a match uh, between Rhino, Rhino and Raven. I believe that was great, featured Rhino missing a spear and going straight into a shopping cart, which was fantastic. Jason Carl England says the whole 24-7 rule was pure gold. More times than uh, not comedy in general, I seem to remember Crash Holly getting chased through an airport for it. Steven mm-hmm. Bevington says, Crash Holly defended the Hardcore Championship 24-7. Some funny moments. Uh, Sean Smith also says Crash Holly, but at this time he says, WrestleMania 17, the triple threat match. John McFarlane says, the 24-7 rule was entertaining. Also, how like main event talents like Jeff, RVD, Kane, Undertaker held a bit was an underrated title in my opinion. Uh, Chris Mitchell, some of the creator of some of the greatest entrance music, says, Harker title matches with Kane, Big Show and Raven at WrestleMania 17. John Wickock says, had to be Al Snow Road Dog out in the snow. Gary Noble, I think it was the headbangers who cages him around the kids' play area. So he obviously mentioned just what we had on the break there. Always remember finding that hilarious. 
Uh, Marcus Burr says when Crash Holly was champion and the 21st summary was in effect, all the random matches backstage and elsewhere. Raven vs. Rhino of Black Clash 01 says Matthew Hope. Tom Wilson says Mike Hawson wanted it to kick off the invasion. Mm-hmm. Adam Morrison uh, from Scottish Wrestling Network and WrestleRope says Crash Holly at the Fun House. Also, just mentioned right there, the WrestleMania 2017 matches. Now, Grant McIver, who's a wrestler mm. at Source and Discovery, no less, uh, it's going to be said a hundred times, but McMahon versus uh, Blackburn at SummerSlam was technically the first hardcore match I've ever seen. Well, he's the first one to mention it. Ryan Wilson says, Terry Funk versus Mick Foley with Stone Cold on commentary with a tray of beers. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Vince told Mick to reach into his chest and pull out his heart. Brilliant stuff. Now, also, another wrestler's got in touch with us, Jack Morris from Reckless Intent. He says, Crash Holly and the Headpangers Fun Time USA. He loved that bit. And he said it was the first thing that he thought of because when I put out the tweet, I put a picture of the hardcore title and it was the first thing he thought of when he saw the belt. Ryan Palmer, he says, when Crash Holly was pinned by General Briscoe, Crash was exhausted or fell asleep in a hotel room dressing up Briscoe sneaked in with a ref and pinned him with one finger <laughs> as he didn't want to wake Crash. He did a silent celebration calling Taz were even whispered on commentary, laughing, which was great. Marcus Burr says when Crash Holly was champion and the 21st of the real was effect all the random matches backstage and elsewhere. Reese Dixon says, I really like the Big Show versus Kane versus Raven match for WrestleMania 17. Stephen Gray, he simply put <laughs> up a video of Crash Holly running around defending it. David Kinnear says, Steve Blackman's run as champion the triple threat at WrestleMania 17 between uh, uh, Big Show, Kane and Raven. Revlon Trotz posted a video of Briscoe pinning Crash Holly in his sleep. <laughs> Billy Strachan from Scottish Wrestling Network, big friend of ours. Steve Blackman battering folk with his wee sticks, Big Show pinning Essie Rios, I think, <laughs> against the wall, Crash Holly and the Headbangers at the Fun House, WrestleMania 17 triple threat, Shane McMahon's reign. So Billy very much likes the whole hardcore title aspect. And our own panelist, Andy Mitchell, he says, I feel like my favourite hardcore moments might have been mentioned, so I'm gonna mention WrestleMania 2000 fuck up with Hardcore Holly won the title accidentally. Michael Cole, your little shithead, he says. <laughs> also oh, WrestleMania 18 where Maven <laughs> lost the title and regained it at the end of the night. So yeah, is that when he went off in the taxi? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And stole the taxi. Brilliant. Uh, he even what, stole the taxi from Christian. Once. Yes, well Christian's bag was still in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I had much of it anyway anyway. And finally, to wrap up, we got JDB, who is a wrestler at PBW. He said WrestleMania 18 when Mighty Molly was taken out by the door by Christian. But I'm surprised people haven't said Molly, Holly, yours in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an underrated, like, hour and a half arc with the hurricane because he keeps it for quite a while mm. and he's hiding and he hides in a room innocently enough and then next minute doesn't. Women come in, he doesn't realise it's been a women's changing room, and he just looks like a pure pervert. And Godfather comes in and chases him out. Thanks for that, Cracky, and thanks to everyone who got in contact with us. That's some great feedback we got there. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are all at Suplex Retweet. Uh, moving on to the show, uh, 2001 saw a reappearance of main event stars to the hardcore division in the early part of the year. 
Big Show, Kurt Angle, The Rock and Chris Jericho all compete for the title at some point. Um, one of those matches that kicked the sort of uh, one of the main event stars off was a triple threat match between Big Show, Kurt Angle and The Rock in February 2001 for the title. Um, does anyone have any memories of this um, main event influence coming into the division at all? I actually just heard about it because I remember The Rock Rob Van Dam, but you mm. said, was this before or after No Way Out? This was, I think, before. I don't have the exact date in my notes, so if. Uh, if it was before or after, either way, because I know Big Show fought Raven at mm-hmm. uh, the No Way Out pay-per-view uh, for it, and I know Rock and Angle were the WWE champions, so I think it was... In fact, I think I do remember this. Was it not something like if Big Show won or something like that, it got to be in the, ma- the main event match? Aye, because mm-hmm. did you know Randley interfered in the No Way Out movement? Yeah, interferes in the No Way Out movement. Was this the year that Big Show, Kane... And Raven. and Raven. Scott, no, you'll know this off the top. You'll, you'll remember every bit of this, man. I'm talking a bit to talk about this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it, and yeah, I was just about to bring it on to that the Big Show versus Kane, the Raven match at Mania 17, go for it. Well, first off, uh, go back to that last one with the Raw Angle, and you know, if you asked me what title was that for, the hardcore title would probably be the last one I'd mention. Oh, yeah, absolutely, the, yeah. Probably save the WWE title, but this, this came, I remember Raven? watching... <laughs> Raven? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, I mean, not the one, the Raw. Oh, well, you should carry on. I like Raven, but he's not there you tell, but you. But I remember uh, I watched me SMG in the first, for the first time, not knowing any results, and seeing Kane in match, and that was just a mid-2000s game where, God love him, he wouldn't win a lot. So when I see him he won the match, I went mental. It was like a mid-card match. But to me, I was like, yes! I don't care what happens, like, fuck Austin later on. Kane won a title. I love that so much because it's like there's all the dust for the the styrofoam that they like to pretend is glass. And don't <laughs> I mean, you know the the tables they use that are thinner than David Hockney's hairline. And oh, that's it. Geez, <laughs> geez. Who am I? Who am I, David? You're listening. And who am I, Judge? But anyway, uh, you can't see in and. And then all you see, it's not as if it's like S.E. Rios or Crash Holly doing a suicide dive. No, it's this seven foot built like a brick shithouse man <laughs> flying through the air. And as they always say on the Attitude Era podcast, Grunt of the Night, all you hear is, as he dives off the stage. Uh, are you doing Big, Alex not me? <laughs> Big Show's got a lot of padding, so he was safe, but poor wee Raven. Raven was about 5'9". Aye, Raven got, gets absolutely murdered. I was talking about Crash Holly earlier. Raven gets killed, he gets thrown through a window and like his leg gets <laughs> run over by a golf cart because he was meant to get chased in a golf cart but his golf cart goes off the That's side right, yeah. and runs over a cable and mm-hmm. he took out the whole pay-per-view. Yeah. You heard that, I, was, I was about to mention that, there's two things that Raven got blamed for that night. It was um, obviously nearly taking the pay-per-view out and thankfully we didn't live in a, a an era of high definition mm-hmm. because he takes him out the wrong gorilla position. He takes him out the actual gorilla but it's why they cut away and you don't see them until they're on the stage. <laughs> because there was everyone for the next match there waiting, and he passes the call sheet, which had the results for the next nine matches, because we were only like three matches in. So if it was an era high def, that'd have been on Twitter in five minutes, like, by the way, lads, Austin's winning the night. <laughs> we self striking any memories, comments about this period? I, I did like the, the whole, it was getting up a bit, I see Kane, Big Show getting it, Raven, see Rhino was getting it, and it kind of started to progress on for there, and kind of bigger names were starting to hold it. Did make it. As I say, as I said before, it didn't. It, it was a comedy belt and it kind of gave us some funny spots stuff like that. But then when it started going to that, it then started becoming a bit more serious. And it was a, a case of you see bigger guys like say 
big show throwing Raven through a window. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So I did make it a bit, a bit more serious, but a bit no more entertaining. I kind of made it a bit sort of looking for. It, it was, it wasn't as unpredictable Aye. because mm-hmm. I, I, I like the big show all the way. Did lose it under nefarious means at times to like people like Raven. It wasn't someone like Crash Holly who anyone could beat. It wasn't like, you know, Crash walks down the hall and Bradshaw big boots him, but then, you know, Christian spe- uh, spears Bradshaw and then, you know, the, one of the Hardy Boys takes out Christian, you know what I mean? It's it's one of the ones, it, would, it was still chaos, but it was just a case of big show walks down the hall and takes out this mid-carder, then this jobber, then this jobber, then this mid-carder. <laughs> It's like if you see somebody walking down a hall, if you see Crash walking down a hall, you're going to think, Something's up. Why can I pick up the hit him, we? <laughs> you see the big show walking down a hall? Ah! Evening, <laughs> evening begging. <laughs> I'd, I wouldn't even look at him, I'd run <laughs> the other way. Well, listen, a feedback. We had mentioned Raven and Rhino in the match in Backlash 2001. This period also saw other ECW alumni enter the division in RVD and Mike Awesome. Uh, all former ECW World Champions. Um, do you think the introduction of ECW wrestlers being we mentioned before, how it was Paul Heyman because it kind of helped bring the hardcore style to not the mainstream but to a more popular audience? Do you think sort of further legitimise the title? I loved Mike, I loved Mike Awesome winning the belt. Oh, it was yeah. in the car it's, park. It's like, it's like oh, it yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. It's the only WCW guy ever to win the title. And Mads, well, sorry, he was the first WCW guy. To win a title, man. That's right, yeah. In, in the big stretch into the yeah. arena. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no as if, sorry, it's no as if it's like John Cena historically winning the Rumble in, you know, Madison Square Garden and everyone cheers him. No, Mike Awesome done it in a back room. It's, it's, it's Mike Awesome running from a distance. It's like, you're like, is that Mike Awesome? <laughs> you always hear the, the music from Monty Python. Ah! There's a reference some people might not get. I, I do feel bad that it's like, obviously, it is a cool moment to win a title in Madison Square Garden, but it's like, see the old, like, from like the 60s and 70s where teams would win a European or a, a Scottish or English Cup, and the fans would pitch and be because they were so happy. Mm-hmm. So you'd see this captain, you know, he wants to lift it in front of his fans and it's like, no, we'll get it in a wee room, mate. So you can, like, don't lift the trophy too high, you'll shock yourself in the light bulb. Because on one hand, like, it's big that a WCW guy has came in and took a WCW in the WF's home of Madison Square Garden, but mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's the hardcore bill, as we said, it flops between series and comedy. And two, it's Mike Awesome. Like, he, mm-hmm. and he wasn't coming in as killer ECW champion Mike Awesome had the big great feud with Sal Tanaka this mm. was fresh off being the fat chick thrilling WCW yeah. Mike Awesome that 70s guy aye yep <laughs> as we said they defeated Rhino shortly after Rhino beat Test so Test back again Test yep fucking hell Test Jesus Christ and, and he was the European champion at fucking Mania he's all over the place <laughs> well he was like Kofi Kingston Get I, I, Kofi Kingston's good now that he's found his groove and they've found a good like storyline for him. Like they've not flopped with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before it was like, we need somebody to win this title so we can get it to somebody else. Kofi! <laughs> <laughs> One of the most notable matches during this period, uh, me and Strike discussed this, well we all discussed in the group chat, sorry, was Jeff Hardy against RVD and Region oh. 2001. Great. This is the first time I'd seen RVD wrestle, I hadn't watched a lot of ECW prior to uh, closing 2001. Strike, what made that match good for yourself? It was just so different that for that night because fair enough, there was some like kind of matches you know, oh WCW's got to take on WWE. That was mm-hmm. exciting as it is. The big main event was a ten man tag, wasn't it? 
yeah. So you've that to look forward to, but then as a singles match, and you thought, right, it's RVD versus Jeff Hardy. And the way it kicked off was even better. The fact that RVD just ran in and belted Matt with a chair. <laughs> and then just went, come on, and then ran away. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that was unexpected. <laughs> but then you thought, well, it's a good way to take Matt out of the equation because it means that he can't interfere in the match. And it was just purely RVD and Jeff. And the offence with both guys was just tremendous. Mm, yeah. I mean, the, the Van Daminator um, kicked Jeff Love. off the stage. So good. And everybody went, oh, he's disappeared. And they, they ran up the, the side of the barrier and collided into each other. The, the sunset flip powerbomb to the side. You mm. could see the pain go through RVD's back, up his neck, and into his skull. And you, it was just, you watched, I watched the whole match and went, this is, I don't even need to see the main event. This is match of the night. There's, there's mm. no doubt. Yeah. Like, this is like, I think they went to this the same attitude the guys would go in the, when they would do like the triangle arm matches or like the TLC matches and that how can we make this different from other matches of this type like how can we make it not just a regular comedy hardcore match and how can we make our match stand out from everything else on the card because you know these two guys would want to steal the show that night I think as well we talked about it earlier about how the roster was stacked mm-hmm. and then obviously there was a big cull a lot of people either retired or were moved on or you know they ran out of storylines and then they brought in all these new guys and it was like, this is RVD coming in going, I need to make an impression. Mm. Because, you know, this is before New Japan got big again. There was no TNA Ring of Honor at the time. So WWE was where it was at. And Jeff Hardy was obviously looking at it like, right, I'm a tag team guy. If I want to break out my own and this stacked roster where we've mm. just received, you know, 100 new people, we're going to have to steal the show. And I yeah. think this... RVD's reign, I think, is the best point of the hardcore mm. title for me. I mean, it's safe to say, I think Jeff was kind of used to the more hardcore-esque elements mm-hmm. of wrestling, and obviously TLC matches uh, with the ladies and Edge and Christian and the like. Um, obviously, I was going to comment that this gave ECW guys a chance to go up against the main event. I mean, RVD main events, No Mercy 2001 mm-hmm. against Angle and Austin as the hardcore champion. Uh, Why I kept- did somebody not end up feeling that match and go, I'm not here for that, I'm here for that, <laughs> the hardcore title? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best about it. I thought it was so funny because I've I've seen a lot of interviews with RVD and I've seen a lot of these things. It doesn't actually like being a hardcore wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's the best about it. It's just I come up with these innovative stuff today, like the Van Terminator, the Van Daminator, and stuff like that. But it's just I don't actually like doing hardcore wrestling. And they come to WWE, gotta put the hardcore title on you. Oh yeah, <laughs> just what I was looking forward to. See, is as good as the invasion match is. I prefer the ladder match for SummerSlam. Does Jeff know want it back on like a Raw or a Smackdown in between? Yeah. And, aye, then, aye, aye, yes. and then this is like the rubber match between the two of them and it is amazing. I think, it, I think this was at the start of uh, RVD becoming the only guy in the alliance to get cheered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he certainly got the best reaction they came in, I think, yeah. from the fans, from the alliance side. This is before, this is before the, obviously the internet's in its infancy mm-hmm. and it's before the We'll cheer who we want, we'll cheer who wrestled in Ring of Honor, even though we never watched it. <laughs> and uh, attitude of certain fans, and RVD comes in and he wins the crowd over instantly. Oh yeah, and absolutely, yeah. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose a counter-argument to this could be that with influx of XCCW and WCW talent, do you think that the hardcore title began to get lost in the shuffle a bit because you had the US title being brought in, Cruiserweight title, WCW tag titles, I think a lot, a, a lot, a lot of titles yeah. get lost in the shuffle. Like the US title was always mixed in a feud way. It, it got to the point where it was always champion v champion. Mm-hmm. 
even leading up to Survivor Series, so even the, t- the title matches at Survivor Series didn't feel that special. And then it, it starts to get lost in the shuffle. It becomes worse later on, we'll okay. probably talk about mm-hmm. it. But it, it was still memorable, but I'm trying to word it perfectly here. <laughs> it's still memorable, but it does really get lost in the drama, much like that was a complaint of the invasion. All the storylines get muddled. It was like Sackler's storylines as WWF and WCW. And like it's really a problem you can put on the hardcore tales is the fact there are so many belts that unless you were like one of the important ones like the two world titles or maybe like a nice year of the tag titles, uh, there wasn't a lot of focus on you. Like how many times like the US belt and how many the light heavyweight and cruiserweights were so lowered down they somehow got even lower. Like you know that wasn't seemingly possible. Like traded between fucking Tajiri and X Pac. I like Tajiri, I didn't like X-Pac. Uh, X-Pac was the opposite of RVD being the only alliance member against the year. He was the only WDF member of getting booed at the building. <laughs> they expect when he played Uncle Cracker is his wrestling theme song. I like that tune. Like oh it. my god, it's so, it's so horribly... I like the start, I like the start. He had everything he ever wanted. <laughs> it's so horribly edited, it's like... <laughs> That's what makes it good. Ah, the Uncle Cracker song, I, I grew up with, it's one of my childhood songs. But there's a point you can hear it, he goes... It's levels, oh, and you go, see once you hear it, you go, ah, that's never leaving. I'm never going to hear that. <laughs> it's like the burp in the George Ezra song. <laughs> and if you'd like to listen to more ESSR music chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, towards the end of the year, you could argue that the hardcore division got its most high-profile champion, Undertaker, Bigger Red. Savvy <laughs> <laughs> D at Vengeance oh, 2001. Movie. Was that an actual nickname? I, I stopped watching wrestling at this point. Please, because he it was, technically it was his big evil face. Oh, he's big Does he actually say Booger Red? I haven't... Oh, I think... Did the JR not call him that? Probably. I don't think he actually used it. I, I forgot, I forgot that he had red hair. Is this like... This is when he was ginger now. Was this like Undertaker's scene kid face? <laughs> not a face, Paul Bear! <laughs> <laughs> it's like... See what you will about Biker Taker. I think this one, following the invasion in majority of 2002, I think this is the best uh, period of this Biker version of Taker, mm-hmm. especially because he's a heel. And I'll say he wins the hard hotel randomly, but then he has such good moments with Maven. He murders <laughs> him at the Royal Rumble. Before Maven, you said you, uh, I think it's your favourite Undertaker era. He does face off against, well, against new opponents, faces Jeff Hardy on episode yeah. of Raw, faces Tajiri against the Green Mist from Tajiri on episode of Smackdown towards he the end of the year. Dyes green series, seen kids every week, <laughs> different colour of hell. He, he was, you know, that's what he was, I was about in this time period, like, he was able to put over like, newer guys, like he helped. Jeff, uh, Lesnar, mm-hmm. he would still wouldn't put all that young up and comer Ric Flair at WrestleMania, though, would he? <laughs> but he better than the younger talent, so he does eventually lose the title. Uh, I've got my notes here. We just titled the Maven. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, it does help him, it is thanks to the Rock, but you know. I love, how you've got, I love how you've got Lol in your notes when Strax here after his rant last week about Lol. <laughs> as least he didn't oh, say yeah. it, but he just wrote Lol as his laugh. Did he say, oh, Maven, Lol? But uh, why, why, why'd you say laugh? Ah. <laughs> I Moving that. swiftly on from Strax, dislikes of emojis and acronyms. <laughs> Me and Dion went and got shots and we were drunk and we were all all night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aye, back to wrestling. We, uh, I, I do agree that Maven sequence you're talking about, Nathan, is... I, again, I keep bringing it up and I feel kind of harsh talking about certain people like this but you know would you remember Maven all that much if it wasn't for the hardcore title and the series with Undertaker you know what I mean no I remember Maven for the member challenge Shelton Benjamin for a Continental title and he beat him twice in like 13 seconds 
Ah, no, it it was a good match, and then they, go, they restart it. That doesn't count. That was the warm up. We'll do it again. Okay, boof. One, two, three. I, I remember Maven for his crack in the entrance scene. All right, fuck's sake. Just everybody did a You're on the wrong theory. show talking about themes. That was like three months ago. Do you know who. Stop, up... stop dropping the jelly babies. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You Stephen know. keeps dropping sweeties. If you, you can't play them together, you're not getting it at all. Do you know who interfered the cost undertaker of the match? It was the great one. It was. This was. Thought you'd get plenty mentioned in the show. No, I. I'll shoehorn them in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Um, but even if he was never in a hardcore match, I'd tell you about how I'd. I used to put the hardcore title on the rock <laughs> along with every other belt. No, uh, I, this was good because it did further storylines and at the same time put someone else over, like a, an up and comer at the time. But that's maybe. what I've got as well. The title was used to pull over, in this case, a rookie wrestler. Yeah, and obviously it, it kept up the. Although it did kind of hinder moving to it, no, because it just made him look like the, the fluky, lucky guy. You know what I mean? We had that with Crash. Like, mm-hmm. we wanted to see something new. Like, you're no yeah. Crash. <laughs> Maybe we defend the title against Goldust at Mania 18. Oh, at this oh, point, this is the best part of the paper. <laughs> by this point, the 24/7 rule was back in effect. But do you think by this point, this was symbolic? This <laughs> 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 was symbolic of the title's feelings. The reason I say that is, if you look, watch this match back, there's a lack of interest in the crowd until Spike Dudley interferes. Yeah, They're I think. are almost waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, th- that is the thing we. <sighs> It is this thing we like to like compare it to like maybe superhero movies, when when it's like a team up film and one person goes away and the the rest of the team are in trouble and you're just like, all right, you know where's Batman? Where's Superman gonna come for? It's like, all right, cool. This is smashing. There's a rest hold. There's a drop kick. Where the hell is Al Snow? Like, I think it's similar to what Mick Foley would say that uh, like they're waiting for somebody to come down and try and interfere, but. Mick Foley said like he could feel like during his match with Triple H at No Way Out, people were just waiting for like, alright, when he's going to go outside and up on top of the cell, because mm-hmm. like, he'd set the bar so high and uh, I hit King of the Ring. So people have set an expectation, set a standard of what a hardcore match is going to be. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start trying to wrestle an arm match, they're like, alright, alright, you're losing interest here. Oh, it was perfect for making Christian look like a creepy, despicable bastard. <laughs> it's the fact he hits Molly with the door and he just goes, that's the smile on his is, he, is he leaned in? Is, like, is he going for the belt or is he going for the unconscious woman? Right. Stand back. There's a new hardcore champion coming through. <laughs> so yeah, that that night was amazing though because like I love Goldust. I think Goldust is so underused throughout mm. history. And I was raging when Spike Dudley came in. I usually love seeing Spike Dudley. He runs in, then he gets chased out by who is it that chases him out? I think it's Crash. It's Crash, Crash, yeah. Crash chases him out. Then you have Al Snow in a golf cart with poor Teddy Long. Not, <laughs> so terrified. Not since Undertaker told him to buckle oh, up, Teddy. It's not been a worse car ride for Teddy Long. I want to see that episode of Ride Along. Teddy Long and Al Snow in a golf cart in the motorway. <laughs> Only Raven Kane in the big show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, certainly you see multiple champions at the end of the also, Hurricane with the lightest kick on his weird zip wire thing, and then Molly Holly essentially coming attempted murder with a frying pan. <laughs> so obviously, this time you saw multiple champions in one night. Um, this was similar in house shows as well, uh, even here in Glasgow on May 2nd, 2002, day before my 13th birthday, actually. Uh, Stephen Richards entered as champion for Just Incredible, Crash Holly, and <laughs> Sean Stasiak. <laughs> 
He follows oh. us on Twitter. Does he? Oh. He followed me on Twitter. Is he not a doctor now? He's a doctor. He followed me on Twitter and I've got the app that tells you, like, by the way, two people unfollowed you this week. And I clicked on it and it was like, Sean Stasiak unfollowed you. Like, what the fuck did I tweet Sean Stasiak? I'm pretty sure he followed and when me the that brings that? us back to the point. Why did CM Punk block us? <laughs> Why have we ever said anything bad about him? It wasn't even that. I gave him a full fucking show. <laughs> it's best in the world. Best in the world, my fucking fat arse. <laughs> see, see, the best thing though was like, see when it came up, Sean Stasiak unfollowed you. Like, I didn't realise he unfollowed me, so it was the mixed emotion of, oh, Sean Stasiak unfollowed me. Hang on a minute, when the fuck did Sean Stasiak follow me? <laughs> Looking back through the history, like, when the fuck did he follow me? Sorry, sorry Nathan, we're not talking about doesn't last No, fuck Sean, no, fuck the show. We're talking about Sean Stasiak now, fuck Sean Stasiak. He's going to get his own show the week after the fucking test one, you know? We're now vegetarians, fuck meat! <laughs> you do what you want with your meat products. <laughs> Looking at your oh. pictures of Beth Phoenix. Again, sorry, again, sorry Nathan. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit in South Park. Uh, uh, fuck Canada. Rant over. Anyway, you didn't as Wayne Sargo champion didn't last long. You'll be glad to hear Steve Richards regain the title for the end of the night. But do you think going back to 24-7 was the right <coughs> move? Do you think an opportunity was missed to go back to uh, even like 2001? Like, uh, or even like that? I think there was a missed opportunity to go back to what Bradshaw originally proposed and even going back to the main eventers and ECW guys in 2001, I think an opportunity was missed there. Well, I, I think they could have maybe introduced like a, maybe like a, a reward system sort of thing, like see if you hadn't defended the title over a certain period, then it became open season on you. So it mm. encourages a fighting champion. So like if you, or like say someone like Big Show, say he took out, you know, five people that try to attack him, it's like, all right, guys. Big Show's earned the right of a night off, so you you don't you don't get to attack him. Oh. You know, till Brock next would be fucked if he did that with the universe. Oh god! <laughs> I don't who would who would walk oh, in the room god. and just be like, could you imagine like Crash Holly back in the day just walking into Brock's room? <laughs> can you I'm taking it. Nope. He's got to through that wall. Can you imagine though, just on Brock Lesnar's farm, just like Heath <laughs> Slater and Rhino showing up, and then the sound of a lone gun going off, and you just see, you see one of them, one of them made it, he's running like fuck. <laughs> As Brock launches a cow for five yards away, for five hundred yards away. Again, like Monty Python, dong, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> I mean, I read just some of the stats of uh, the 24 7. Uh, some ridiculous title reigns Raven 27 time champion <laughs> held the title for 12 94 days so you had the most of anyone yeah, yeah and Crash Ollie 22 times Sean Stasiak 15 times combined days <laughs> minus one <laughs> good fuck Sean Stasiak he just won well, yeah, less than one less than one you'd always lose at the same night oh, that's probably less than one <laughs> I mean I mentioned there was not a big reaction there do you think that's because people didn't know who the champion was <laughs> it's hard to keep track really I, I, see, see watching in the attitude era um, obviously I had guy one which showed Smackdown on a Saturday morning and uh, we never had access to Raw so if I missed maybe like a week of Smackdown and a pay-per-view had been on it, maybe like a pay-per-view Raw, I missed Smackdown, a Raw, and then when I go back to Smackdown, it's like, hang on a minute, it was Kane a minute ago, why is Raven champion again? What the fuck? See, the thing I see years ago, we used to, like, this sounds like old armour, the only way we could get access to a PC was in school, 
and we used to jump on WWE website or WWF at the time and you would put on it once that says Hardcore Holly's last uh, Crash Holly's lost the title to somebody and you went what? It's not even a show it's not even Raw or that mm. and then came up with two hours later Crash Holly's retained the title and you're like they're literally giving you an update he lost it an hour ago and he's going to it back that's why it's perfect for the current era the network mm. era. <laughs> imagine getting a notification on your phone oh by the way uh, I fight like We've seen the thing recently on Twitter, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte at Full Sail. Uh, they put it up, by the way, there was an altercation. Uh, tune in to WWE.com for more updates. Can you imagine that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, such and such came down to WWE PC to give a, a training session and uh, was attacked by mm-hmm. this NXT group. Tune in to WWE.com today. I actually thought you were going to suggest something like an app like, like Grinder, where the hardcore champion is 15 miles within your area. It's like you can go cash in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine going I mean, to the, the PC and like Lars Sullivan beats you for the belt and everybody trying to get off him? It'd be like, like we said, they're trying to get it off the big show or like Viscera. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly for. I'm just going to talk about it later on, but <laughs> certainly it was eventually unified with the Cornell title in August 2002. The Rob Van Dam defeat Tommy Dreamer Madison Square Garden. Has anyone seen this match? Have you seen yeah. the JR? Basically, doesn't mention it at all. I can't <laughs> no one, feel it. No, no, no one cares about it at that point in time. Yeah. That was just, it was it just it's the time had passed. And they did this exact thing with the European title in this time. Like they couldn't figure out what to do these belts. Like Van Dam, you've got the more, you've got the title that's the more Van important. Van Dam not unified the two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've got the more important title. Can you deal with it? Yeah, and it, it was it was one of the ones as well. They were struggling creatively, and mm-hmm. they ripped the ass at the ladder match by this point as well. Was this not a ladder match? Oh no, it was a ladder match the week before, and this was a hardcore match. Yeah, it was just a yeah. Street I, fight, I, street I, so they they ripped the ass at like ladder matches and mm-hmm. hardcore matches, and people just won the end. And we talked about getting lost in the shuffle. This was back at the start of the brand split. They gave yep, SmackDown yeah. the WWE title, mm-hmm. and they gave Raw the World, the Intercontinental, the European, the Hardcore, and the wow. Women's. Women's, yeah. So you like right. Move it SmackDown then. Keep interest. Make it the mid card title there. I actually kind of hoped. You just never bring it back the hardcore title. I kind of hoped with the NXT UK. I thought, how good would it be if they brought back the European title? Oh, okay. That'd have been tremendous. The European title on WWE NXT UK. That'd have been immense. I think we've got too many country based ones. We've got the US, the North American, the <laughs> UK. You mentioned that coming back there. I did make a brief return hardcore title in 2006. Edge and McFoley they claim themselves co-hardcore champions it's not recognised in May of that year that was funny <laughs> do you think it would have worked in 2006 do you think it would have um, did DCW come back in 2006 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, this was leading up to ECW One Night Stand 2006 yeah mm-hmm. so they had announced it was coming back why didn't they maybe use that as like a mid-card title mm-hmm. I, I never really go that WWE ECW there's no point in no point in complaining about ECW that. ECW would have known what, probably what to do with it. They had, they had the opportunity as well, because they had the ECW heavyweight title, which, to be honest, nobody cared about, because mm-hmm. it was this big gold dinner plate, because it looked horrible. But then you, you had the opportune chance where you could have gave it to... like Brought, brought in their, their, their ECW title dinner plate, and then you could have had the hardcore title as their kind of intercontinental. Like secondary and title. You, aye, yeah, yeah. and that would have been, you've got your, your main title and your mid-title, and I guarantee... People would have been more interested in the hardcore title again than they would have been for. He's like, oh, Mark Henry's ECW title, don't care. They, don't they, gave it don't to, care. they gave it to a guy like the Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore title. I mean, that, just him just him walking about hitting guys with beer cans mm-hmm. and Singapore yeah. canes. Someone yeah. runs up to him, you can see he sees him come just and takes him out with his. <laughs> <laughs> <just> <laughs> <kind of laughs> just, I got a batting cage, just swinging Although, away. 
Although, blooming, some of the guys in ECW at that point in time, they'd aged a bit and see if they had the, the, the 24-7 rule, they would not have been able to get away. They'd have been on all the new guys, like Mike Knox and all Could that. Could you imagine they gave it to, like, the zombie or something like that? Jeez. The, um, How do you pin what's already dead? <laughs> the, Undertaker. Um, there we go. <laughs> no, uh, Strike talked about obviously okay. we've talked about bringing it back. Um, why didn't when they gave Ezekiel Jackson the title and st- rename it? You know, mm. you know, it was the ECW World Championship. Just rename it the Hardcore title, and you've got something when Ezekiel Jackson goes to SmackDown because they thought, mm. "Oh, give him this big win and people will care." And you're like, "You do realise no one watches ECW?" <laughs> Like was it shown by the the react the Todd was it Todd Christian to Christian? It's Christian. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Like that was more charismatic. It, it sounds like <laughs> answering the phone to a debt collector. Hello. Only he put so much as much effort as he had and when he found out Kane was coming to SmackDown. Kane <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glad it, you find your name jokes funny that's as much, You said that with as much enthusiasm as Todd Grisham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm saying that's the funniest thing Todd Grisham's ever done, I mean. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Harker Tale so much like wanting to come back. Mm. I think this is why this is the perfect time for it to come back. That's what I was going to say. Like, Ross has mentioned, like, would it work in today's WWE? Like, by 2002, they had they, they ran out of ideas. They thought, let's just get rid of it while the going's mm. good because it's just getting too much now. Can I say as well, see with the brand split at the minute and the the sort of WrestleMania weekend mm-hmm. and Royal Rumble weekends we do, we have opportunities where it's like, say, a Rumble, a SummerSlam, Survivor Series, where everyone's in the area from every brand. Mm-hmm and say it's on Smackdown but then WWE UK's Wolfgang comes in and steals it well you're going to have to wait till next time everybody's in town again because it's gone to NXT mm-hmm. UK and know maybe then someone for Raw like uh, Finn Balor takes mm-hmm. it you know what I mean it's like it keeps going oh, there's been a lot of talk recently of other companies being on the network ICW Progress mm-hmm. you mentioned Wrestlemania not necessarily every brand every company mm-hmm. I had Baldy Access Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had the likes of Jimmy Havoc uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania Access last year. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like? trying to <laughs> tell Jimmy Havoc how to wrestle at <laughs> nine in the morning, just like, listen, mate, you are the, one of the best at what you do, but you're more of a past the watershed sort of guy. And we've got wee lassies doing Bailey entrances at the make your own entrance <laughs> section over there. Do you think you could not staple gun someone for once? I think the Kieran Kelly 24 7 contract thing was on testing it. It's like, Kieran, um, we want you to fight in the garage toilet. And then and you do know what happens in the garage toilet, right? Yeah, it's like, but you, we want you to be on your back to be pinned. Okay. <laughs> well, the idea of a 24th poor, poor, poor Kieran Kelly after being in that toilet failed a drugs test, I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get shipped off. He had to go get tested. So you're going to jump yeah. in, sorry. Yeah, like, I think it shows now that the 24 7 thing can still work today because you got uh, the DDT Iron Man type. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Like we had Candice LeRae beat Joey Ryan for the belt in his sleep. Like not like, like not like a Jared Briscoe thing. She went into his dream and took the title. That's what happened. That's Does Joey Ryan thing. do anything normal? No. Like, like Vince McMahon's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame won the title. What? <laughs> Go Google yeah. this. Look at it on YouTube. It's the, only, just... the only downside is they couldn't bring back the hardcore title because everything's too PC now and it's, yeah, it's, it's too... I see even chair shots now it's always a shot to the back. I know I've been hunting heed with many things, but taking a steel chair straight to the face, a lot of the guys are saying that it's, it, you will get a concussion after. There's no way you can slice it. There won't. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's jittery when you see a guy. I can't remember who it was, but I seen somebody go to hit somebody with a chair, 
and the guy was still on his front and he was like holding it and like turn now turn now <laughs> and the guy rolled there and eventually went ah and hit him with it and I'm like the old days they just die ah, fuck it and just <laughs> hurt you they hurt you with anything because that, that Rhino and uh, Raven match 2000 back, 2001 backlash mm-hmm. Rhino rips a sign a keep off sign off the barricade and then just scalps Raven in the face mm-hmm. with it then later Rhino lifts up a shopping trolley above his head Raven hits him in the face with it Rhino back bumps and drops the drop from throwing himself. Mate, you could you can't do stuff like that anymore. You can't even bleed. See me talk about the Raven one there. That kind of reminds me. See when Raven comes out, and the, you'll remember this as a Kane fan <laughs> uh, in the 2001 Royal Rumble, where Raven comes out literally with all these hardcore yeah. weapons and just literally chucking garbage cans. Comes out like a nutter homeless man with his trolley for his possessions. Also has a bowling ball in that yes. match as well. But Raven done it as well at the Royal Rumble. He became a mission and just started launching stuff yeah. in. Blackman holds onto the ropes and came to spit on the heat with the dragon. Fuck off. You just did the Hockney. Yeah, that's what he said. You just did. I just went Raven in the 2001 Royal Rumble. And then you just went, Raven did the 2001 Royal Rumble. No, sorry. But no, I just, I just, I just realised I'd done there. I blacked it for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, it was the 98 Royal Rumble with Terry Funk and Agnes uh, Jack. Was the Rock. Charlie. There you go, The Rock did actually participate in something slightly hardcore. The Funk was Chainsaw Charlie. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The Rock's got a trash can there tap him and they just start hitting the shit out of him and I'm like, do you know something? That guy's a champion. <laughs> that was when that, I know. That was when The Rock had these uh, very imaginative trunks that just said, The Rock, in big... <laughs> Spray-painted <laughs> letters. The big bubble writing you used to do in primary three when you weren't listening to the teacher. <laughs> the R-O-C. <laughs> I think... They can't do chair trips anymore because they don't want to get any more concussion losses. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree they have to move away from the the PG. I think so. Uh, you know, I think I think it could work just for the the way you said any company. Yeah. Because the likes of an ICW or a Progress or an OTT, yes, they are affiliated with WWE, mm-hmm. but they are not under the WWE banner. I mean, so they could maybe push the limits. There's plenty of people who've been, especially in the ICW fans group, who have uh, mentioned for a while. Uh, another title will be introduced to ICW and perhaps that could be it certainly mm-hmm. I mean we've talked talk about Legacy just now ICW is a company it's clearly influenced by yeah. the W Hardcore style and obviously ECW as well Good Housekeeping too. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, a classic right, example right, exactly. <laughs> classic example yeah but that's what I think, I think you're saying but the only thing it's kind of uses the analogy if ICW got the, the Hardcore title and they pushed it mm-hmm. and done obviously the thumbtacks the, the glass table and stuff like that mm-hmm. But then, when the title goes back to SmackDown or Raw, the kids are going to go, well, how did he last win it? Because I said this to my wife, I says, they could have made Venom a bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And my wife says, well, they're going to put him against Spider-Man. Kids, they're wanting kids to go, yeah. oh, there's Spider-Man versus Venom. Oh, Venom's got his own movie. Watch it and be traumatised. Yeah. So I think that's how they're kind of, we can't get to them. Because if they push it, Wayne's are going to go back and see it. And then the parents will be like, oh, this is shocking and offensive to me. I think one of the ways. Is that your parent voice? And your kid's, <laughs> hilarious, your kid's buckling itself because somebody's going to put through a glass table, but you're offended. Wayne's love violence is coming. <laughs> I mean, that going on. Wayne's love we violence, all watch violence, we all turned out fine. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I cry myself to sleep every night, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I have the hardcore division because of the violence, so. Exactly. Well, violence sells. Yeah, well, that's as well. Um, Obviously, the likes of 205 Live, people complain pigeonholes a lot of people. Some people have complained to NXT UK. Maybe we'll pigeonhole certain UK guys mm-hmm. getting to the main roster. What if it was maybe used as like a testing ground? Like, mm-hmm. all yeah. Wolfgang or you know Jordan Devlin or 
Tyler Bate have showed up, you know, at WrestleMania weekend and won the title. All right, cool, by the way, I'll be everywhere to defend the title. So it's a testing ground to see if they can come up to the main roster. And on that point, Quack has advised me we have a few minutes left. My final question to the panel, if the title was to come back to WWE, who would you have as the champion? In the current roster? Mm. Oh, can you come back to me? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you bastard, I'm flung on the spot. <laughs> I, you know what, I think it would be hilarious. Braun Strowman. <sighs> See, I thought that, but I'm trying to think. So, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, if you want a Chris Hollister thing, like the B team had something like that where they, they kept having retaining the tag titles for like fluke victories, like the one at SummerSlam when they reversed the roll up. Mm-hmm. I think having one of them win the title or go back and forth between the two and they keep fluke winning it. Track. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're the person, the ideal person I just thought of? It would get an elevation, but also be a style of a new, Randy Orton. Mm. He's attacking mm. people. What have we done to Jeff with the ears piercing the ears there? He's shown he's getting aggressive, but like a, yeah. a, a, a oh, side like that. I've, there you go. I've got my, my one now. I think his style kind of suited quite well. Shinsuke Nakamura. In fact, sorry, sorry, let me go quick. Okay, um, forget you. Before his heel turn, I would have said Dean Ambrose. Yes. But because really? of the guy ah. I am, I would say R Truth. <laughs> I was going to say R Truth would be <laughs> hilarious. Guess just one more. Go. Tommaso Ciampa. Oh. See, I was going to see Ambrose as well, obviously his history with CZW, it's a, it's a history of the hardcore style, um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship, it's been a, been a pleasure folks, thank you for uh, joining us, thank you to you, the listener, for listening, if you haven't followed us on social media already, we are at Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, Tell your friends with us, tell them to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search for Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Uh, leave us a review, five, six, seven, eight stars if you hate Melzer. <laughs> uh, next week's show, Ross is hosting a Halloween special. We discuss masked wrestlers. We're also doing a, a 45 minute special about the... We don't oh, yes. know where it's we don't know where it's going to be held, from but it's, it's from parts unknown. It's WWE Crown Jewel. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fair whole stadium. <laughs> 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 like, I'm Rux from Scottsdale Leisure Centre. <laughs> I'd go. Oh wow! No, Five minutes down the road. Yeah, yeah but, uh, we're doing a mass wrestlers, so we'll, we'll mostly talk about Kane. Or Scott will talk about Kane as we try to get the mic off him. <laughs> and me, Derek Scott, and Stephen and Gary are going to do a wee forty-five minute rundown of Crown Jewel which might or might not happen mm-hmm. sounds good okay so for myself Nathan Fisher thank you for half on Stephen Ross Scott Strack and Quacko we have been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and thank you for listening listen cunts I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now